You are now on air. Audio month, day number 23. The audio date is 11.23.2019. Current time is 05.13 a.m. Eastern Time here in upstate New York, the southern tier of upstate New York where I live and reside. Hello for this day number 23 of the Audio Month Challenge here in November 2019. The original audio challenge, Na Pod Pomo. And uh, this is Rich Roberts at Fireman Rich here on the Anchor as well as over there on Twitter. And getting my morning started this morning. We got Max back on the. We've been up a little bit early. We've been up for over an hour now. <laughs> We've been up for an hour piddling. That's because I went to bed early last night. I had a long day yesterday. Very good day, though. Talk just a, a smidging about a smidgen about it, as far as uh, that goes, and uh, but currently here, uh, but we do have Max here. Max is out on the the doggy pillow, right behind me here in the studio, which is the corner of the dining room, folks. It's nothing elaborate, but I call it the studio when I'm talking into this high-end mic. As far as it's the best I got, I guess. But anyway, I'm having fun, and oh, also I do have the morning coffee. Just finished first cup of the day, first sip of the day. There, you got it. We have it on an automatic timer, so it kicks off right about five o'clock. So, and uh, I could start it earlier, but five o'clock is a good time. But currently here in the southern tier of upstate New York, it's a cold, crisp 21 degrees Fahrenheit, and uh, we're just out there, Max and I. Uh, Max doing his doggy thing there, and the sky, you can see the stars. And there's a crescent moon rising in the east. Actually, uh, before I get to the sunrise, I guess the moon started rising at, uh, oh, 30, or at 3.15 this morning. So that's a, a couple hours ago. It's uh, about two hours ago, because it's 5.15 right now. <laughs> but, uh, it's wane, waning crescent, 11% visible. It's a um, crescent moon there, pretty neat because you can still see the, the outline of the, the rest of the moon there in the dark. It's it, That's pretty cool. And then also when I was out there in the northeast uh, skies off to the left there from the moon rising in the east, uh, I could see the Big Dipper clear as a bell. And um, I think later in the winter I'll switch over to the southwest and stuff. I think that's how it goes because uh, I'm sort of getting used to seeing it over there. Uh, but uh, it, it's pointing there to the North Star. And then uh, looking to the southwest, I see Orion's Belt. I like looking for Orion's Belt. Uh, it's uh, it's always been... Uh, I used to call that uh, the Three Stars the Belt. I used to call it the Three Sisters. Now up in Niagara Falls, there's three islands they call the Three Sister Islands. So... 
but it, the Orion's Belt is uh, marching across the the southwestern sky, and uh, it, yeah, it's just a uh, love looking at the stars as far as that go. But yesterday, and um, I, I just uh, had a conversation with an individual, and the conversation couldn't have took place if it wasn't for some technology. And this technology was a smartphone that the gentleman had. And the gentleman from San Antonio, he lives down in San Antonio, and he is uh, from Cuba. Does not speak very good English. So he has a translator, the Google translator, on his phone. And we, for, for a little bit there, we had a conversation going that was very interesting. Can't go into details, can't tell you about the situation, but while I was talking to him, I'm just looking at this because I've used Google Trans, Google uh, uh, Translation on the web page here as far as uh, if I can't understand, just dump it in there. It's pretty pretty neat technology and stuff. But this gentleman was using it and it was a very fluid conversation. I was just surprised as far as we were understanding breaking that barrier gap because of this technology. It sort of reminded me uh, in several Star Trek series and even I think they have a version of it, Star Wars, a translator, the international, the intergalactic translator or something like that. Uh, I'm like, wow, this is cool. And uh, uh, the gentleman, I think he was having a very good conversation and uh, very interesting um, uh, thing. So it's just uh, one of those. It, it, I think it's going to be a memory that's going to stick with me because uh, uh, it, it just. Uh, I've been around the world. I've been fortunate when I was in the Air Force to travel around the world. And um, you know, th th if I would have had this type of technology back in the day, it would have been a lot more funner, I think. But it was fun trying to learn the languages. Various, you know, Italian and Spanish was uh, mostly uh, when I was in the service. And then over in the Philippines was it Tagalog, and then. Uh, uh, I, there's no way I could pick up uh, uh, Japanese because it was it's too quick of a, a speaking line to try and even understand it. But the technologies we wouldn't have without space travel, I'm thinking about this morning because I'm looking at the stars and I'm, I'm thinking about that conversation I had with the gentleman yesterday that uh, uh, will probably, it, it was a very interesting conversation and he's He's heading back uh, there to uh, San Antonio, um, I guess today and tomorrow and stuff. So um, it's it just uh, very, very interesting, and uh, you know, wished him safe travels and stuff like that. And it just, but the the crutch of it, you know, like I said, not going into you know uh, details. There, the the main thing that bridged us was that technology. So this morning I'm thinking about what kind of technologies could we live without? We couldn't, we wouldn't be able to live without. Um, and uh, the title I have is there. I'm looking at it now. Technologies we wouldn't have without space travel. And the first thing that always comes to mind is Velcro. We wouldn't have Velcro if it wasn't for the uh, uh, Apollo uh, space missions because I think they they uh, that's they developed uh, Velcro. Um, I have I tried doing some research this morning, but I came up with something else as far as uh, the um, uh, was it 20 things we wouldn't have without space travel from the JPL uh, uh, webpage, Jet Propulsion Laboratory of NASA. And the first one going down the list would be camera phones. They made camera phones. 
the cameras that are in the camera phones are really small and that technology initially started by NASA and probably Russia too as far as uh, uh, was it uh, one-third of all cameras contain this technology as far as that goes scratch resistant lens the Lewis Research Center attempted to develop a diamond hard uh, coating for aerospace systems uh, later created a technique that was developed and patented for just that purpose for scratch that came out of the space um, uh, traveling cat scans a space program needs a pretty good digital imager the JPL played a leading role in developing the technology which in turn helped create cat scans the machines that keep us healthy here's a good one LEDs Red LEDs are being used in space to grow plants and heal humans on Earth. LED technology used by NASA has contributed to the development of medical devices such as the Warp 10. I'll have to look up Warp 10. Also landmine removal. Um, there's uh, what Theocol propulsions use NASA's surplus uh, rocket fuel to produce a flare that can safely destroy landmines. It's work. It works by burning a hole through the landmine without detonation. And then we have athletic shoes. That's going to be the rubbers, uh, foil blankets. These foil blankets you see at a lot of marathon races after they're done and when it's colder. These uh, 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 metallic sheets that keep us warm. Water purification systems is another one. In 1960, NASA created an electrolyte silver ionized to purify astronauts' drinking water. This technology is now widely used to kill bacteria in recreational pools. Now here's one, the dust buster. Uh, NASA's, NASA approached Black & Decker, developed a lightweight device to collect samples on um, the moon. This company then used the technology to create the Dust Buster in 1979. And I remember having, when I bought uh, a car I bought uh, in the early 80s, it was a uh, Pontiac Firebird. And I ended up getting a Dust Buster from Black & Decker. That's pretty neat. Uh, going, moving down the list, we got the ear thermometer was a, a technology there. Home installation. The Jaws of Life, which I have used in real time uh, when I was a firefighter, uh, an ex extraction tool to free people from uh, mangled vehicles, and uh, believe me, it does the job, folks. First-hand knowledge on that as far as using that piece of equipment. The Jaws of Life supplies a miniature version of uh, an explosive charge used to separate devices on a space on the space shuttle so uh, it uh, has a great amount of force here's one wireless headphones NASA being one of the forerunners for advanced communication technology developed these headsets to allow astronauts to be hand hands-free without wiring and then we got uh, memory foam freeze-dried dried food adjustable smoke detectors another one that's fire prevention uh, fire safety related while NASA didn't actually invent the first smoke detector it did come up with the more modern version of the invention creating the most sophisticated alarm sister system ever invented um, baby formula infant formulas uh, now contain a nutrition enriched ingredient the origins of which can be traced back to NASA uh, sponsored research that 
explored the use of algae for long-duration space travel. Artificial limbs, computer mouses, and uh, the last one on the list, portable computers. The SPOC was created to adjust the grid compass, the first portable laptop. It is created, it, it is, cr cr in its creation, hardware had to be modified and new software developed which uh, propelled the commercial market of the portable computer. So there we have it. They didn't say laptop, it was portable computer, so probably a smaller version because um, I know when they were doing the, uh, oh, what's that movie, uh, Numbers? If you ever see the, the movie Numbers, it's uh, about the, the African-American women that worked for NASA that uh, were very, very highly intelligent on doing uh, math calculations uh, and uh, they could actually do it before one of the engineers could figure it out on a slide ruler. The first computers they showed were, they, they had to tear down walls to bring them into the room. So uh, the, the, the compact computers and uh, your compact cameras throughout the space, that's, that's technology, folks, that uh, was developed uh, or w developed and we wouldn't have if it wasn't for space travel so uh, there you have it and um, it all goes back boiling back to that uh, conversation I had with this gentleman uh, who lives down in San Antonio who's from Cuba and uh, it was a translator on his uh, um, his iPhone I don't think it was a newer iPhone I think it looked like it was probably an, an iPhone 8 or iPhone 10 it was a newer iPhone because uh, it worked uh, very well, and I was just surprised. I, you know, just I'm, and sometimes we take these technologies for granted that they're just there. I can honestly say, I can honestly say, I can remember when there was no internet. I can remember watching Star Trek when they had the, uh, James T. Kirk flipped out his uh, communicator, and that was. I'm going wow. I still go wow, thinking about that because. You remember the first cell phones, they were flip phones. You know, <laughs> I, you know, my grandfather used to always say, and probably some other people say, uh, uh, today's science fiction is tomorrow's reality and stuff like that. So it's just very, very amazing as far as that goes. So with that, we're going to go ahead and exit stage left here, folks. Uh, good start to the day. Um, oh, we got somebody. Somebody is on the periscope and we might have to check that out here and it looks like it's Mr. Paul Amani. so I'm going to go ahead and end this uh, um, audio here for uh, day 23 you all have a great one today live life have fun ciao for now and as always peace <laughs>